Welcome to One Step Closer to Madness. Here's your parental warning. This is a new show on this network, and the host of the show, that being me, is an absolute dick asshole, and he says bad things that, obviously, if you're a decent parent in this world, you don't want your children to hear. So do whatever you got to do. Hit them, beat them, you know, get them out of the room. Because we're Americans and we only care about the children. So let's roll. Welcome to Mental Wasteland. Um, This is the show and I am your host, Kevin Malone, the host of that show you just love, The Real School of Rock, and the shows that my brother and my friend and my producer and the creator of One Step Closer to Madness and the formerly known as PA and PA Nation, Terry Koenig, um, we do good shows together as well. But anyways, uh, Metal Wasteland is a show I had on the uh, formerly known as PA, um, and it was just kind of a show where I just kind of talked about, you know, primarily the stupidity and the insanity that I see going on. Primarily in my own um, home country, and please don't hate me for being an American, but yes, I am an American, and I live in America, so do with that what you will. But I also like to point out just kind of the craziness that I see going on in the world in general today, which I don't know, you know, unless you're really fucking blind and stupid, uh, we can all see it, can't we? I mean, that's just mental wasteland. And that's what it's all about. And uh, the title and the name of the show came from a song that I wrote way back in the day when I was a um, semi well, no, I was a professional musician. I actually got paid to play music. You know, any of you have been listening to me in like the time know that. Jesus Christ, man, if somebody was paying me to fucking play songs and shit, that should show you we're living in a fucked up fucking place, right? (laughs) You know? But um, the song Metal Wasteland was just about, at that time, you know, Oprah Winfrey was real big and stuff, but it was just, it was just a song about, I, I guess more than anything, you could probably call it, it was a song about celebrity worship which is certainly something that's, I think is going on today. And I, I think any intelligent person would look at shit and like, you know, we're looking at these, these fucking assholes that make fucking movies, you know, and, and we're hanging on their every word. We're, we're actually, we're actually choosing who we're going to vote for president based upon actors and actresses, or I'm sorry, Rock stars and rappers and hip-hop artists, right? Really? Is is that what we're doing? You know, these people who can't even hardly keep a marriage going and they're constantly being accused of rape and, I mean, it's just all kinds of fucked up shit, but we're going to listen to them, right? I'm not saying they're better than us. They're probably just as fucked up as we are, not. I think overall as a society, as as a species, we are fucked up, 
people. You know, I mean, really, you you're going to listen to Johnny Depp tell you how to keep your marriage afloat, or what piece of shit that's running for fucking president or whatever? Really? Is that what you're going to do? I wouldn't if I were you, but again, that's what this show is about. So today, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, um, I think it was yesterday. Uh, if you're if you're American, then you know that, uh, excuse me, I had to take a drink of Diet Mountain Dew because I need caffeine. But um, the current president of the United States is a certain Donald J. Trump. Now, I could probably spend the next hour of this show talking about all the reasons why I don't fucking like Donald J. Trump. Okay, but, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to assume that most of you people listening right now are Americans. If you're not, then fuck you European motherfuckers and shit. Listen to what i got to say, okay? Because I'm... I'm trying to be honest and real about this. Um, I didn't grow up with Donald Trump, but I remember Trump coming out in the '80s, you know. And um, come on, uh, you know, let's let's. I'm going to put all the bullshit aside. We all know that he got two or three million dollar loan from his fucking father to get himself started. And uh, I don't remember what fucking. University that motherfucker graduated from. I mean, Yale, Harvard. It was one of those Ivy League motherfuckers where most of our fucking presidents come from. You know, that skull and bones bullshit, right? Right? Come on, liberals. Be real. Yeah, we all know about both the Bushes were skull and bones and Reagan and all that. But guess who else was? Motherfucking Bill Clinton, all right? So let's be real about it. I'm not choosing sides, at least not yet, and my intent is not to choose sides. My intent is to show you guys how both sides are full of shit, and they're equally fucking evil. But let's go back to uh, Cheeto, you know, Donald J. Trump. Now, we all know about Trump Towers, we all know about Trump and fucking Atlantic City and New York and all the fucking bullshit where Trump is built his big buildings, you know, of course, with his fucking name on him. But he's not an egomaniac. Now, is he, boys and girls? No, of course not. He's our greatest president ever since Ronald Reagan, and that's a whole nother show unto itself. But here's the thing. We all grew up with him. And, you know, when Trump was doing the Trump Towers and the Trump Vegas and all the Trump shit that Trump fucking did, he had all these fucking rappers, you know, Jay-Z and Dre and all these motherfuckers and Snoop Dogg all just fucking love Trump. Why do they love Trump? Because they're all a bunch of materialistic fucking egotistical fucks. And they like the idea that Trump flaunted his money. He flaunted his image. And that's what rap and hip-hop is all about. Flaunting your jewelry and your shoes and just all this shit. It's very materialistical. All right? It's not a racial statement. It's just a fact. 
you know, well, hey, obviously it's not a racial thing, is it? Because Trump's a white motherfucker, right? But when he ran for president, well, of course, everybody on the left, you got to remember now, kids, it ain't been that long ago. It's less than four years now. Go back and look at it. Even people in the Republican Party were saying and laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. Donald Trump's going to run for president and win. <laughs> I got to be honest with you. When I first heard he was running, I even believed that shit. In the beginning, I thought, man, there was just no fucking way that Donald motherfucking Trump, you know, was going to win the presidency. But, um, once again in my life, I underestimated the American people. And I'm not knocking the people that voted for Trump. I voted for Trump. I'll tell you it right now, and I'm not ashamed to say it. Well, I'm not ashamed to say it, but it's kind of like, you know, in past elections, I have a really nasty taste in my mouth. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of feel like I shoved my tongue up the ass of a dog with extreme mange, you know, and just tongue that butthole out. It's that kind of flavor in my mouth. And I don't like it. That's the problem. You know, when I turned 18 in the 70s, man, I did two things the first day I got up on my birthday. I went to the post office. And I registered for the draft because that was the law, okay? And then I registered to vote. And, um, I mean, here's the thing, man. You like my cigarette. Excuse me for a second, folks. To bad habit, kids, don't do tobacco. Try heroin. It's better for you. I'm kidding, of course. But anyway, I went and did that because, you know, I mean, registering to vote, that wasn't the fucking law. But I was born in, in, in 1960. So I've never been one to sit there and say that, you know, I grew up in the 60s. You know, I grew up in the 70s. I mean, that's when I hit my teenage years. It's when um, I started forming, I guess you could maybe kind of say some of my political beliefs. Um, personal philosophies and whatever. And um, yeah, I, politically, I, I was probably a liberal. And, um, but here's the problem, you know. I mean, if you guys have listened to me and Terry do shows together and we talk about the multi gendered stuff and, and, and a lot of the craziness and stuff. It seems like, you know, maybe some people would take it as we're, we're anti-liberal. Well, I'm not, and I know Terry's not. It's just I'm an old-school liberal, and, and my old-school liberalism was that, you know, we certainly believed in the Constitution, and we believed it was a, a real document that deserved to be respected and certainly deserved to be implemented in America because it's it's one of the only forms of government, the only – I guess you'd say governmental document ever written by man that, that guarantees everyone equality and freedom. But again, you know, growing up 
You know, I remember the 60s. I, I, I remember when JFK got assassinated. I remember Bobby Kennedy. I remember Martin Luther King, you know. And it, uh, it always reminded me of that song by uh, um, Bob Marley, Redemption Song, you know. How long must we kill our prophets while we stand aside and look? You know, that kind of thing. You, you get somebody that comes along and, you know, for want of a better word, I'll say you're preaching a gospel, not to be religious, but, you know. I mean, JFK, man, I mean, damn, look at this dude, right? And, um, okay, he's gone. You know, Martin Luther King comes along, you know, and he's just talking about not religion or anything in particular, just saying, hey, we all got to be together. We all got to care about each other. We all got to be just and fair. Bang, bang, bang. He's fucking gone. So, you know, growing up in that, that era for me, I still believed in the ideal of equality for everyone and, and equal justice and certainly no bigotry, no racism, you know, that, you know, all Americans are the same. doesn't matter if they're male or female or gay, straight, bi. I mean, you know, I'm in favor of all that, man. But over time, it's 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 gotten fucking crazy. And I I just this is just my opinion, boys and girls. I, I think a big problem with it it's it's still the same noise I grew up with. You you it's them or us. You know what I mean? It's be a Democrat, be a Republican, be a liberal. Or be a conservative. And the weird thing to me is, you know, my understanding was always growing up that if you got elected to political office, whether you were, you know, I don't know, your local city council or if you're a state senator or congressman or something, right? Congresswoman, senate woman, whatever fuck you want to call it. And your job because you were elected by your constituency is to go to wherever you go to the state, go to DC and you just do your best to do a good job for America and its citizens. I mean, that's that's what we always thought it was all about. It's what they still tell us. Well, if you elect me to be your Senator, I will go to Washington DC and I'll just make everything Happy roses and rainbow puppy dog tails, right? Because everybody makes promises because they want you to vote for them. But how many have lived up to any of those promises? We got the guy now. He's a the former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg. I love these fucking commercials that YouTube is glutting my ass with. Mike will get it done. He will stop the war on science and make climate change the number one. He's going to stop. I just, what the fuck, dude? You know? What, what? Why don't you just go, Mike will bring back the Garden of Ian. He will get it done. <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's like with fucking Obama with open change, right? 
But again, that brings a point. I, I remember, um, well, fuck, I can remember when W, you know, we'll, we'll just call him um, fucked up Bush number two, <laughs> you know, got elected and you had like Alec Baldwin and Rosie O'Donnell and all these far left fucking Hollywood liberal fucks saying, if he gets elected, I'm going to leave the country. Yeah, well, he got elected twice, motherfuckers, and none of you left. But I heard the same shit when Obama got elected, you know? I mean, here's the terrible thing, and think about this. You Americans, think about this for a second. And I'm sure you guys heard this shit, too. I know I wasn't the fucking only one, right? Obama gets elected. And I'm sorry you other Democrats know... Bill Clinton wasn't the first black president. <laughs> okay. It was Obama. <clears throat> I was not an Obama supporter in any way, shape, or fucking form. Never fucking will be. But, you know, when he got elected, there were people on the left, and this is why I have a problem with calling myself a liberal today, that said that if you didn't support Obama for president, there could be only one reason. You're a racist. You're a bigot. You know, it's not too often I take offense at anything from the left or the right, because they're both so fucking stupid, right? But I did take offense at that, you know? And yeah, I mean, you know, I, I'm still living here in the South, so, you know, you hear comments, people saying, I hope they put a bullet in him. And I'm like, how fucked up can you be? You know, first place, I don't give a fuck what fucking color or gender or non-binary, transgendered, thinks he's a puppy dog president we have. Man, you don't ever wish for the death of a president. That's just, that's just bad. But, you know, I heard that shit. Well, he ain't my president. Obama was my president for eight years. Didn't like the man, didn't support him, disagree with virtually everything he ever fucking did. But he was my president. And I, I I always hoped that he would do good things for this country. But now, you know, Trumpy's won. Now we have uh, Cheeto in the White House. And now you got all these people on the left. Well, he's not my president. Fuck you. You whiny little bitches. You fucking lost. Get the fuck over it. He is your president, and he's been your president for four fucking years, and guess what, bitches? He's getting ready to be your president for four more, so you best hope the fuck he does some good fucking shit for this country. I don't think he's going to do a whole lot good, but you know what? That evil fucking bitch Hillary you guys were going to vote for wouldn't have done no better, maybe worse. And there's nobody running on your side of the party that's worth a fuck. That's not saying Trump's good. He's not. But what? Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders, the socialist. He's going to make the rich pay for everything. Isn't that the thing you, you people on the far left, the Democrat Party, are always going on about? We'll make the rich pay for everything. No, you won't. Because everybody in your party that's saying that's what we need to do is fucking rich. 
Why don't you go look up Bernie Sanders? Look at how much money he has between him and his wife, and look at all the homes they own. You know, they're like those people. I mean, I even saw Bill O'Reilly do it. I I guess Bill O'Reilly is kind of like the the Jesus Christ of conservatives, right? So it's Bill O'Reilly, Warren Buffett, Bill Gates, all these mega rich pieces of shit, right? And they're all going to sit there and tell you, well, you know, if – you know, if they raise my income tax, I wouldn't mind. I make a lot of money. And guess what? Every time you file a tax return, there's a box up in, I, I believe it's the right-hand corner, where if you want to donate more money to our government, you know, that which stands for America, fuck the flag and the Constitution. It's all about government, right? Do they do that? No, they don't. So when you see, oh, well, Bill Gates gave away a billion dollars last year to charities. Sure he did. And he got a big motherfucking tax write-off for every bit of it. Hey, I got a caller calling in. Let's talk about that. Hang on a second. Hey, caller, what's your name? What's going on, man? Hey, good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? Been doing great. I think she's my call. Well, hey, no problem. What do you got to say, brother? Yeah, I just uh, <clears throat> in recapping sort of what we've seen, not just with the State of the Union, but the last couple of days, you know, with the Iowa caucus. Sure. And what we've just been seeing from the Democrat Party in general. Uh, this time last year, I, I was pretty convinced that the Democrats were going to win easily in 2020. I thought it was going to be a landslide. I, I was then. too, bro. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, and now. I am I'm convinced it Trump's gonna win easily. Like it's not even gonna be I think so. Like the only thing that would change that if between now and November if we have like a major economic recession, that would obviously swing it. But if that doesn't happen and things stay the way they are now economically, it'll be Trump will cruise to an easy win, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right too, bro. I mean, yeah, the recession thing, I mean, I don't know if you're how well you're watching what's going on and and the 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 people, you know, the economic experts and shit are saying, uh, they're saying we're heading into another recession. But don't you agree with me, man, looking at what's going on in, 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 with Iran and and Syria and the Middle East, that it's kind of looking like we'd be heading into another war? And, you know, when you're a sitting president and a war breaks out, you get reelected. Right, but even with that, like in the, in the case of Trump, it's because the Democrats have went too far to the left. Like when you got Bernie Sanders openly talking about open borders and having inmates vote from prison and like just the oh, yeah. insane far left, you know, insanity that like most reasonable people, regardless of whether they're on the right or the left, would look at it and say that's ridiculous. How could somebody do that? That's what's going to cause so many independents to break towards Trump. And if you look at the polls. Especially independents are breaking in its favor. It's been like this basically since the impeachment oh, inquiry yeah. began. And uh, on issue by issue, that's where it really breaks down. And for those who are listening, you know, you think, oh, maybe you're looking at it from a biased source. This is MSNBC's own reporting. They went yeah. each thing from Medicare for all to the the stance on immigration, and they just went down the list of what you know Bernie Sanders' so-called checklist. Amongst Democrat voters, it, it, they polled well. But amongst independents, it was like overwhelmingly against on almost every single one of his major policy platforms. And if that ends up playing out in the, in the general, it's going to be a landslide. 
especially you know, and no I, one's I agree. Is, but the Midwest is going is totally going to go for Trump. Pennsylvania, oh, yeah. all the way even Minnesota, where I'm from, that entire stretch is going to go red. Yeah. I live Guaranteed. in Missouri, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you know, you know, you know how it is in middle America. Yeah, there, I know. There's no like, you know, Trump couldn't. I mean, to me, he seems the most loved president I've seen in my in my lifetime in middle America since Reagan, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I was born in 1960. But the media so. makes it seem like 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 the whole country hates him. It's like far from it. Yeah, but you know the media tries to uh, and again, you know, like I said in the show, if you were listening, man, I still consider myself a liberal. I'm I'm a social liberal, but an economic conservative. You know, because okay. you know you got to keep the country rolling and and all that. But this stuff now, I mean. If you look at who's running on the Democrat side, you got Bernie, oh, you know, touchy feely Joe Biden. <laughs> I got a lot to say about that dude. And then you got Acacia Cortez and, and Elizabeth Warren with this this Green New Deal. You know, we ain't Denmark, man. We, we don't pay people who just go, fuck it, man. I don't want to work. Give me a check every month. We kind of do that to a certain degree in this country, but, you know. I'm not against social welfare or social programs, you know, but I, I don't know if but you've seen it. Actually I guess we've it, got protests right? going on in New York now. Where we've got this coalition of people that want the subways to be free, and they don't want any police on the subways. I had no idea New York subways were so safe. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it, it's literally like the inmates are trying to run the prisons here. It's unreal, you know, but. Yeah, like the students run the colleges. Like, That's why our educational system's so screwed up. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but that was by design, by the way. That's not an accident. They, that was that's been years in the making. Oh, to your point yeah, about dude. social welfare, I think this is something that like everybody, regardless of political party, the things as American we agree with are there are certain people in our society that should get that right. We're talking about the elderly, oh, absolutely. We're about the mental and physically handicapped, right? We're talking about single mothers with children below the poverty limit. But what the what these new leftists proposing is like able bodied adults who could otherwise get a job and take care of themselves like everyone else does, essentially volunteering not to work and living off the government. That's what they're basically yeah. advocating for, you know, and it's just And they'll they'll crazy. use race or gender or perceived gender or whether or not you're here in this country legally or not. You know, I mean, I, I'm I was born and raised in California. I'm, I'm a Cali guy, you know, and then my home state has turned into a festering sewer. Mm. Uh, it just, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense, man. I mean, you know, we're Americans, and and if we're truly the country that apparently our government tells us, certainly our president now tells us, most powerful, richest government in the world, then we can certainly do better by those deserving that are, are lesser than us in this country. You know, I mean, you know, if we can help yeah, other countries with their disasters. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that to me, that's the key word. You know I mean? Look, right. I mean, come on, there's that's some the, people that's doing whatever drugs or whatever they're doing. Exactly. exactly. You know, um, it's just, but now, now what we got is we got fully able adults, especially adult men, with no yeah. shame, asking for handouts from the government, which I, I don't know mm-hmm. when that became a thing. That's in the last, like, five to ten years I popped up. Before, it was shameful for any man to get any government assistance unless you were handicapped in some way. 
Now it's like you got men in the streets demanding it. I mean, it's the most sure. it's the most shameless thing I've ever seen in my life. And what, what we're witnessing is it's a, it's a shift in how this country thinks. You know, growing up, you said yourself you were born in the 60s. You know back in the day, the mindset was oh, yeah. people just needed an opportunity, and then they would just work and do what they needed to do to come up. Now it's like people want to be helped by the government to the point where it's like you want to put minimal effort and just have the government siphon other people's money and they give it to you. And I just – if that's sure. where we're headed to, then this country is going to be – is going to go off the cliff sooner than we think. Well, you know, dude, I, I, I grew up – I got – you know, when I was a kid, man, I we got one pair of shoes a year. You know, my mom and dad – my dad was a welder and a mechanic and, and you know – Ain't got nothing to do with me being white or none of that bullshit. There was no white privilege, at least not, you know. So I've always said if you want my white privilege, you can fucking have it, you know. But, right. I mean, you know, we grew up hard, but, you know, I mean, dude, I always had a roof over my head. I had clothes. You know, I, I, you know, unlike a lot of poor children, I didn't go to bed hungry at night. You know, sometimes it was just beans and potatoes and shit, but, you know, I got a full belly. And, you know, I grew up with that old school worth ethic that, you know, I'm not saying, you know, dude, you know, if you if you want to be the next Kanye West or, or fucking Justin Bieber or something, you know, that you can do it. But, you know, for the most part, if you really do work hard enough and, and have some dedication and belief in yourself, I think at the very least you can do okay. And um, that ain't so bad, you know. I know, really. It's just a lack of appreciation we have in our society today, especially amongst people like you know, so. I'm 32, and so people like my age and younger, it's this lack of understanding, number one, what it's like in most of the world for most people and what it's been like in the past for most people. And if you have any understanding of that, you would realize how good we have it in America in 2020. I mean, think about it. Like, Hell yeah. You can get on this radio program and say anything you want about the government, no matter how bad, no matter how critical – and you don't have to worry about someone showing up to your house tomorrow to arrest you or to kill you. That's yeah. not the case for most people in the world today. You know, exactly. definitely not in the past. I mean, my God, if you just look at the 20th century under communism and under the Nazis, if you had did what you did on this program and said anything bad about the government, guaranteed you're dead the next day. No questions asked. No trial, nothing. They're just going to kill you on the spot. But here in America, it's like all these freedoms and opportunities we have are taken for granted because – we have a group of young people that have been indoctrinated through school, with the education mm-hmm. system, through the media, which has made them brainwash them to hate America, hate capitalism, hate everything this country is about, hate our constitution, and think that the solution is some type of new repackaged form of Marxism, and that's that's the solution. <laughs> and it, and they don't tell them what happened in the 20th century when it was tried and all the people that died, but. You know, like the old saying goes, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it, and sadly, that's what our country's headed towards. Yeah, I hate to sound like a Christian because I'm not, but also, there's none who won't, or none so blind who will not see. You know, I mean, we still got college students running around with fucking Che Guevara t-shirts on, and they think he's (laughs) a freedom fighter, you know? (laughs) Like Chairman Mao wasn't so bad. You know, Stalin wasn't so bad, you know? Why don't we just sit yeah. there and say, you know, Hitler was on the right plan. He just didn't get a chance to finish. I mean, what are we doing? You know? <laughs> right. And, and in the same sentence, they'll bash George Washington and, 
Abraham Lincoln without any hesitation at all. But to your point, you said they'll defend the worst dictators in history. It's like it just shows you how powerful the indoctrination campaign has been, and especially in the universities, it's intense. You know, but oh yeah, well, dude, it started. It started in the late sixties when we started letting the students run the campus. You know, and now you have. I mean, look. I mean, I've. I've read a lot of Ann Coulter's books, and I find them very humorous. I agree with some of it, but most of it I don't. Or uh, what was the gay guy, uh, um, the gay Republican dude that was – Milo. I fucking love Milo. I mean, even if you don't agree with him, he's funny as shit. (laughs) But here's the thing. you know, Here's these campuses where – Supposedly you're going there to, to be educated and, and learn alternate forms of thinking. But now it's it's like with every other aspect of our society. If you say something I don't like, then I'm offended, and you have no right to speak anymore because I got offended. And my only mm-hmm. point in favor of hardcore conservatives is I've never seen right-wing hardcore conservatives go to any far-left liberal speech at a college and shout them down. Never seen it. And I I think that says something. I mean, if we're talking about free speech, but we have people on the far left right now that are saying that free speech is not necessarily a good thing. That's like nineteen eighty four George Orwell shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Because that's that's where their ideology ultimately leads to. That's why every time this so called socialist Marxist model has been tried it always yeah. leads to a totalitarian, you know, dictator running the show because you have to have that. There's, you can't have freedom of thought, freedom of expression in that system. It's just not possible. Because if you notice, but it's, it's just campuses, because it hasn't been done right yet. Objective, we're going to do it right now. <laughs> yeah, Bernie's going to fix it. it. The, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. The reason I'm saying it is like the reason you see these protests on campuses is that. Number one, they know their ideas can't hold up under scrutiny. I mean, most of the left's ideas, if you think about it, are emotion-based, appeals to emotion. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't hold up under, like, real critical thinking and using logic-based thinking. It doesn't work. Well, that's, that's why, why they, they won't engage with debates. you. They exactly. won't talk. That, that's why they protest these debates, because they don't want their ideas to get exposed because they know what's going to happen. And, you know, and, and let's, be, I mean, let's just look at the demographic breakdown here. Why do you think this majority of women go to the left and men to the right? It's based on the way the male and female brain operates, and the left knows that. Sure. So what has their bigger strategy been over the years? Is to condition men to think less like men, if you've noticed it. Masculinity has been under attack for like the last 10 years in our, in our media and education. Why? Because when you lose that masculine way of thinking, you start thinking less critically, less logic-based, and now you start embracing emotional thinking. And when you think emotionally, that's when liberal ideas can take hold. You get what I'm saying? That's, it's all, this is all oh, calculated yeah. on their end. They know what they're doing. And so if you know who's their main target, if you know, and I'm saying this as a black person myself, but their number one target is what the straight white male in particular because the straight white male to them is the one impediment, the one stumbling block, the one obstacle to the left achieving all of their goals. Because you give it a straight white man, the Democrat Party wins every state except one. Do you know that? 
Well, that's that's why we have uh, what they call soy boys. You know, oh, yeah. we got to put so food in the mix too, now man. We start talking that red pill stuff. We're getting, you know, but that's yeah. This is really what <laughs> that's about. You know that, right? <laughs> What, and again, dude, anyone it, listening, I, I'm black talking about this, so don't don't accuse us of engaging in racism. We're just talking facts. No, you're you're African American, man. Don't don't be racist, okay? <laughs> oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, the the worst of the black people are are the self hating blacks. You know that, brother. <laughs> I know. It's, 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 if anyone can want to know what the left does more than anything, I mean, look what they've done to the black community. You talk about groupthink and experimentation on social engineering. They literally played that out. That's why, unfortunately, some of the both Democrat because they've been brainwashed. But most of them, who, no. it's, it's right now. Let's touch on that for a second. Big time. Let's touch on that for a second because, you know, it was LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Who, you know, I mean, along with FDR, but started what they call the welfare state. Now, when you think about welfare in and of itself, okay, it's not a bad idea, is it? You take Americans who, you know, down on their luck through no fault of their own because of the economy or whatever the fuck's going on, right? And they need a little, uh, little boost, a little hand up. So the first thing these um, Democrats do as they go into the black community, which, you know, I mean, let's be real, you know, we, we, you know, our government created these, these communities where we just, you know, yeah, you guys were freed from being slaves and all that kind of stuff, but let's just shove you over in the side of town where we don't got to look at you. And the first thing under the welfare system was, okay, you're a, you're a mother with however many kids and you can't afford to pay your rent and, and buy food. So we'll give you a check. We'll give you food stamps and stuff. But you can't have a husband in the house. And this was done to whites and Hispanics. It was the beginning of the disintegration of the family unit. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, now we have entire generations of blacks, whites, Hispanics, Asians that believed it just because of whatever thing they perceive themselves to be that they are entitled to these monthly checks. I mean, I see it every year when they have that so-called earned income tax credit, you know, and I see, you know, I'm a retired welder, man, man. I, I, I never once got thousands of dollars in tax refund and I busted my ass every fucking year. And I see these people who don't pay income tax Getting these huge tax refunds, I'm like, what the fuck is this? You know, more often than not, I had mm-hmm. to pay more taxes at the end of the year. Uh, right. And they wonder why Trump won. This is why Trump won. Because yep. people are fed up. <laughs> I, I know how you feel, dude. I'm a truck driver, so I, I know exactly how you feel about that, man. And so I just, you know, it's to your point. It's it's about when you look at the whole way the election played out, right? It was basically a, the middle of the country was red, and then you got the coast that went blue, right? Oh yeah, yeah. But notice how the the states in the upper Midwest, your Pennsylvania's, Michigan's, Wisconsin's, Iowa, oh, yeah. even Ohio for that matter, that usually go Democrat, right? They almost always go blue every election. They even called it the blue wall. All of a sudden, broke and went for Trump. 
And it, mm-hmm. notice that it was mostly white, quote unquote, working class voters who were. These are people that have been generationally Democrats, like going as far back as they can remember. Oh, All yeah. of a sudden, breaking from the Democrat Party and going for Trump. Yeah, blue dog. And the media, exactly. The media, instead of really asking, like, why this happened and why are all these people voting for Trump who voted for Obama twice, instead of asking these questions, they just dismiss these people and call them a bunch of racist or misogynist yeah. or sexist or whatever. And that's enough to just discount. And then, so they don't even have to even ask what's wrong, how can we help these people, why do they feel the way they do, and all that. None of that matters now. And instead of, you know, looking back and saying, what we did wrong in 16, let's, let's improve it, let's do a better outreach, let's get to know why these people feel the way they do, they just said they're a bunch of racists, it doesn't matter. And now they've handed Trump the Midwest. They just gave it to him. Oh, yeah. And, there's, and, they're, and, and the they're deep not south. Even, and I talk to Democrats now. You, they don't even they don't even know that's gonna what's gonna happen. They have no idea that Pennsylvania is going red guaranteed. They don't know that in Pennsylvania Republican registration is way outpacing Democrats, and that people Democrats within the state of Pennsylvania are freaking out because they've never seen this much Republican support in the state in their lifetimes. Same thing going on in Michigan. They're, the DNC in Michigan is panicking. Yeah. Same one in Wisconsin. I'm from Minnesota, and this is a dark blue state. And people are talking about this state's going to go for Trump this, this time around. Well, you know, this and stupid impeachment here, no bullshit didn't help. You know? It, no, it, it, it helped them. It helped Trump. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it helped Trump, absolutely. Trump as the impeachment went along, which is just, just crazy. What, what, what president's approval ratings go up during an impeachment? It's the most insane thing yeah. I've ever seen. Well, I mean, dude, you, you go down into Mississippi, Louisiana. These, these are two of the poorest states in the union, man. I mean, these poor motherfuckers live in there, and you find these people, they don't got a pot to piss in. Guess who they're in favor of? Trump. So, you know, I remember the meltdown in the last election. I, this coming election is just going to be unreal. The Between the media oh. and, and the, the idiots, it's just going to be an absolute meltdown. It's going to be insane. All I know is that <laughs> I'm not even going to have and I'm going to watch CNN and MSNBC. That is going oh, to be man. unbelievable television. You're going to watch Chris Matthews and Rachel Maddow and those people. They're going to be just crying. Oh, <laughs> crying. They're going to have nervous breakdowns on live television. It's yeah. going to be unbelievable. It's, oh, it's going to be like watching the best comedy central roast. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, I just, gosh. you know, I'm like uh, one of my idols in life besides Frank Zappa is, is George Carlin. And, you know, before Carlin died, he said, you know, that he didn't give about humanity. He didn't give a shit about it anymore. He was just going to roll a big fat joint and, and make a big bag of popcorn and watch us all kill ourselves and laugh. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I mean, you got to laugh anyway, because if you don't, I don't like crying because when I do, my, my eyes puff up, my mascara runs, and I look like Tammy Faye Baker. And that's just never good, brother. Mm. You don't want to do that. But I, I agree with you, man. I mean, and I, I really appreciate your call. You're the first caller I've had on my show. It's, this is the first time the show's appeared on the network. Uh, I'll be back in two weeks. I'll help you call again, man, because, you know, bro, I got no argument with anything you said, man. It was all on point, um, articulated. Is that a word, articulated? And um, yeah. Okay. No, it was really good, man. I, I totally agree with you, and I, I truly appreciate you calling, man. Thank you so much. And um, yes, please sir, call please. again. Yeah, appreciate it. 
get your friends to listen to the show, and uh, we're going to talk about a lot of shit on this show. You may not agree with some of it. You may. I, I think we're doing pretty good so far. <laughs> you know. But yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it's great. I'll definitely, I'll definitely let them know. I appreciate you taking my all right, well, sir. I'm a, oh no, dude, no. It was my pleasure, brother. It was my pleasure to talk to you. You know, I love having good callers, and and you're one of the best callers I've ever had. So, right on, man. But uh, yeah, keep listening and, and call me back, and uh, you have a good one, man. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. You too. You too. That was a great call, man. You know, it's always good to listen to someone that's going to call in and and, and just talk about whatever the the current topic was, or or you know maybe add something new to it. And um, you know, it's 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 what I've always wanted from every show I've ever done. You know, is to to have a call in talk show where people just call in and we talk about whatever the fuck we talk about, and maybe had a bad day. Um, you know, maybe one of them Walmart people ran over your toe in one of their carts while they went down the aisles looking like they had a midget under each arm. I'm sorry, little person. But um, that was a great call. And look, you guys don't have to um, agree with any or all of the political viewpoints put across on this show. Um, I don't expect you to. Uh, you know, hey, if you have an opposing view, call me up. We we will talk about it. Uh, I'll be back in uh, two more weeks, and you can call in uh, at 516-387-1270. Once again, 516-387-1270. And uh, we'll discuss whatever you want to talk about, man. That's what this show is all about. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and end it for right now. And um, I thank my last caller. He was really cool. He was articulate, and I think everything he had to say was, whether you agree with it or not, something that you should least listen to and consider, because that's what this is all about, boys and girls. It's about debate and discussing ideas and alternate ideas and viewpoints, and how on earth are we ever to come to a meeting of the minds, which is usually going to involve compromise. But if neither side's willing to compromise on anything, how the fuck do we get anywhere? We don't. So we need to start talking about things and be real about it and just find something that we can go, okay, it's not everything I want, it's not everything you want, but at least we can both agree on this. And we can move forward and maybe start making this country and this world a better place to live in. Wouldn't that be a fucking hoot? So anyway, I'll see you guys in a couple more weeks. Thanks for tuning in to Mental Wasteland. I will be back, and um, I hope you'll tune in. And in the meantime, don't be a fucking dumbass, okay? Can't we all just get along? See you in two weeks.